The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? Tonight, we sit with Sharice. And I want to welcome you to our podcast this season. You had an incredible presence with us last season, and so we're very excited to sit with you again. Thank you. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast, so I'm kind of excited. Well, it's a beautiful day because it's also in alignment with the good old Mercury. So I appreciate stepping into Sagittarian country and energy, and that's always a good sign for us to share. I'm very excited to hear about what you're looking to update or share us with today because you're always full of some incredible and beautiful insights. I've sat closer to my mission and my mission is to really, really help women come closer to like really ground into confidence and authenticity and from there being able to really set the foundations for their desires and their dreams. Because I find women a lot of times are so good at making other people's dreams or following other people's dreams and suppressing their own desires. And we kind of sacrifice our own for others. And when we do that, we really, really, really just allow that sink by the wayside. And I think for a long time, like even myself, I didn't dream just because it felt like it was so far away. And I just let others take me where I was going to go. I always reference it as being a passenger in your life. Choosing to be a passenger in in this vessel instead of really stepping into the idea of being the driver or being the captain of your own ship. It's Mm -hmm. very true about the dream aspect. I think it's powerful to to recognize that you, you know, were not dreaming. How did that affect other parts of your life by not having that desire to be able to really self-propel? Because I wasn't able to really get clear on what my wants, needs and desires were, because I had never really allowed myself to dream or to really be truthful enough to say, this is a desire, this is a need. It didn't allow me to set my standards. And so I kind of went along with whatever was there, especially in terms of relationship. I was like, okay, let's give this a try. And let's give this a try. Even though I knew I was sacrificing what my own standards were, because it wasn't really a desire of mine. So because of that, I wasn't clear. And because I wasn't clear, it led me in the wrong directions. Like I use wrong directions very loosely because I never feel like we're in the wrong direction. It was what was needed at the time. But just because of that, I just didn't, I didn't have the clarity and that drive to go forward. I think it's a great way of sharing it in the sense of the lack of clarity and how that directly impacted things like your standards. 
Mm-hmm. You know, what are some ways and, and how did you help navigate that to a place of, of confidence and, and more intuitive aspects? So I had gone to this horsemanship clinic and I was watching the participants in this clinic and I was watching them with the way that they were learning and some of them were really open and some of them were really headstrong in their stories really got in the way of how they learned and how they integrated. And I think there was a part of me that just it, it hit and this lesson hit where I was like, if we want a different outcome, we have to be willing to change parts of ourselves. And I think there was a part of me that I really just didn't want to change. And that was like that I had been so used to disappointment. So I didn't allow myself to dream. And because of that, I, I just, I didn't have the clarity in the direction that I wanted to go. And so I had to be willing to sit with, okay, what do I really need? What do I really desire? And be like, okay, if this is what I need and desire, then I have to say no to everything that doesn't get me there. And that's living in alignment, my friend, absolutely allowing yourself to be truly authentic because again, your needs, wants, and and things will adapt, right? With each evolution of self, so does those needs, wants, desires. And so Mm -hmm. you're constantly, you know, evolving and growing. And I think it's wonderful that you could actually recognize that point, you know, or pinpoint the time when you were like, oh, wait a minute, what is not serving me any longer? You know, what's holding me back? It's interesting because it was like, it came to me from the outer reflection, like seeing these people, especially women settle into relationships with partners that they didn't trust, partners that they didn't feel safe with. And it was like, kind of, it felt like anger in my belly going like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we settling for this mediocre type of relationship or mediocre, low energy, low middle type of man And in essence, because we're settling, we're not asking them to rise up either, right? They get to be this low committal and we get to overcommit and overgive and overdo for that type of relationship. And it's not serving either party. And that's where I think the idea of harmony has to come in. And that's a constant idea of, you know, we can very rarely find balance in these dynamics, but we can always find harmony. And that's really up to the individual standards. You know, I had to set my standards, you, you said earlier, and I think that's a key part of this is, you know, you had to establish your strong standards, establish your boundaries, your guidelines. I call it the foundational set when we're talking in session. You've got to sit with that idea. What do you think was the biggest contributor for you to set those standards and get them really clear for you? I actually deleted social media off of my phone for a long time. I had realized that I had numbed out and I wasn't really paying attention to the way my soul showed up in the world and so I deleted social media off my phones I didn't delete them completely but I deleted off my phone so that in those moments of space that I had in my day I wasn't just quickly going to my phone I was giving myself space to drop into what I was feeling and when I did I actually could feel nudges of truth that I hadn't really allowed myself to feel I wasn't giving myself the space to go actually, is this really for me? I don't think it's for me. It's not what I need. And we had this discussion, you and I, about like, I was thinking that I needed a sword, but really what I needed was a blanket. And I didn't know that until I gave myself space to be like, hey, I actually don't want to fight anymore. I don't want this warrior energy to continue having to come up and show up. I was like, it's time for her to go to the garden and like rest because she is tired. (laughs) (laughs) 
Absolutely, sister. Absolutely. And that's a key part to recognize is that you can have those parts of you, but they no longer maybe serve your current path or alignment. And so we don't disconnect from them. Like you said, you're putting her in the garden, not putting her to bed. I very much appreciate that. And I appreciate the aspect, and as you mentioned, it nudges of truth. Mm -hmm. And those are those little like, you know, being present moments, we call it, and being real moments with ourselves, because it's so easy, like you said, to disconnect, deflect what's really happening through various methods and various distractions. You know, social media is definitely a giant one and certainly one that is becoming more and more prevalent and more and more addictive, truly, as we continue down this path. And so it's so good for you and so good to recognize your truth and the idea of just stepping away from it. I think that's powerful. There's, I think that's something that a lot of our listeners might sit with more. How are ways that you feel more now? How, what gets you feeling again? Connecting with nature for sure gets me feeling. And that's always yeah. been my way. It's like a meditation for me. I go out and I mm -hmm. walk and I always leave my phone at home. It's so funny because I sit there when I do that and I'm like, oh, but what if I want to take a picture? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, we don't need to solidify those because when you're present, you don't need to always have the picture to remember. I think that's what I used to do as I was so disconnected and I was so disassociated that I wasn't always present. And so I needed the pictures to remind me of the memory. But the more that I feel and the more present that I am, I don't need the picture to remind me of the memory. It's like a mental picture, right? Yeah. I'm actually in, in my body. That's a feeling, not just a thinking thing, right? Feel more mm. and think a little less sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful way of putting it and a really good reminder of staying present. You know, a big teaching that comes with this and it's been big in practice this season is, are you doing things for attention or with intention? And I think that really resonates with what you're talking about too. And the idea of why are we doing what we're doing? That's a big Scorpio topic right now. Why are we doing what we're doing? Yep. And I've had to do that as well, like in trying to create my program in trying to serve the women around me, because I, I do have this deep desire to create a movement of confident, aligned, authentic women who just settle into whatever season in their life that they're in. And I spent a, a significant amount of time in the seven years that I was single really wishing it away being like when is it my turn when is it my turn to be in a relationship and I'd watch people go in and out and I feel this heartbreak but it was like I had to be able to just be like this is my season and when I looked at it I was like if it's seven years or 10 years whatever it is out of my life I was in relationship for 15 years and I've spent seven single so really it's only half the amount of time and I'm like I could find my partner tomorrow and be happy for the rest of my life in that relationship. In the grand scheme of things, seven years isn't that long. Seven years oh. is a very short amount of time. But when you're mm -hmm. in it, it feels like forever. <laughs> well, and that's the idea of really allowing yourself to work through the idea of that time is just, it's just a concept, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's about the seasons. And I like that you bring up the idea of working with settling into the season is what you mentioned earlier of their lives. And I think that's a key part of it because it's it's interesting. People will often say to me years and dates, like, do you remember this year and this situation? And I, I don't really have a reference that way chronologically in my mind. It's not how I keep things, but I can tell you that four winters ago, this went on. <laughs> and I can tell you in the winter of, you know, second year university, whatever year that was, this went on. It's really interesting that we talk about that idea of seasons. And I think that's a really beautiful way of allowing yourself to let go of that human concept of time and pressure. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to honor the seasons of our lives because we don't do that often. And it's like nature 
honors every season that it's in and it doesn't mm-hmm. wish away whatever it is when it's in its death season where it's shedding and it's quiet it needs that season in order for new growth to come and as do we just the same and that's the idea we talk about of working with the seasonality working with the moon working with the elements working with the idea of your system will tell you like a vessel what it requires less sunlight allows us to create more time for us to really do things like deep rest and deep regeneration or reflection you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people go to things like higher education and, and different aspects of teachings during this season because we are at a different time of our setting. As you mentioned, it's a time for us to really think about the new growth, which is to come. I think, too, though, we can also get so addicted on the growth. Like, OK, so I'm in this season. I'm single. What do I need to do in order to call in my partner? So mm-hmm. I can get into this like state of being like, OK, I have to I'm still clearly I'm not doing something right. And so you kind of like force growth. And when you force all those things, and we talked about that the last time I was on about integrating growth instead of forcing it. Yes, absolutely. It was like that slow period of being like, yeah, we need those moments of rest. We need those moments of connection. And just we need those moments of like introspection. We need to go inwards. And there are some times where we can, and I was so good at at betraying my own self and being like, oh, yeah. I, I'm going to go out in this social event, but not allowing myself to be like, oh, I actually need rest. I actually need to be on my own. I actually need these periods in order to know myself better. And that's a key part of this is getting to know yourself, so getting to know your own vehicle, getting to love your own vessel, really being so the captain of your own ship. I love that we talk about the idea of working with nature. Are there any other things right now that are lighting sparks for you or feeling inspirational? Because certainly you are somebody who really... Although we're not always focusing on growth, you definitely have a very active and dynamic mind. I notice the more I spend, and even if it's just 15 minutes in meditation, the more consistent I do that, the more that I feel like I live in alignment and Mm -hmm. it's easier for my brain to shut off. But the other thing that I've been really working really hard on is gratitude and not just saying it because it's really easy to like list off a million things because we're like, hey, if we want abundance, we have to experience gratitude. So we're like, I'm grateful this blah, 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 blah. But we can be so disconnected from the word because we use it so much. Gratitude is a feeling. It's a vibration. I, I was listening to a podcast that said like, if you tune in to this very second, what you're grateful for not for the past, not for whatever, but if you this very second tune in to gratitude, the list is endless of what we can be grateful for. It doesn't stop. There's no bottom. And it's Absolutely. like, it, we're extremely wealthy right now. And so I think that's been my current growth. I was really good at feeling like grief and sadness. And because of that, it called in more grief and sadness. And anger was also another one. But I found the higher vibration emotions such as joy, love, gratitude were really hard for me to connect with. Like I used to watch people that cried tears of joy and I didn't understand that feeling. And I was almost envious because I was like, how are you so overwhelmed with joy that you're crying right now? I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And I had to really admit to myself how numb I actually was. And It took truth in going, I actually don't feel anything before I could start feeling something. And it's like the more that I started to be like, okay, I don't feel anything because then my body was like, oh, I go into counseling sessions and they'd be like, you're really emotionally aware. And I'd be like, actually, I'm really good at giving you the answer you think you want to hear. 
And so I'm very good at telling you what I should be feeling, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm feeling it. And that's good to recognize, again, the idea of not masking or not, you know, betraying self, right? That's what this is about, truly, is being authentic to yourself Mm -hmm. and and really tapping into what the soul is asking for, what the higher self is asking you to, you know, to step into. I think it's great that you recognize there's a, a real connection to feeling gratitude and feeling these emotions, not just saying them for the sake of saying them. I had this dream and it's a very intense story. I had a friend who was a really key part to my growth. He was kind of like a a guardian angel in that. And I still feel him around in my aura. But he got diagnosed with cancer and it was very quick between when he was letting go. And I went to bed one night and we knew he was coming to the end of his his life. And in this dream, um, oh, I'm getting like very, (laughs) I'm like nervous to share this. I was going to the hospital to see him in his end of days because he was getting euthanized. And it quickly morphed into spending time in a room with a doctor that told me my youngest son, who was probably three or four at the time, we had to euthanize him for whatever reason. Like I remember sitting there and there like basically had an hour left with him, one hour left uh, with his soul on this, in this time. And All I could think of is there are no words to describe how much I love you. I want you to feel in your last hour how much I love you. And so I didn't say anything and I just held him and I looked in his eyes and remembered just trying to expand this feeling of love in my aura into him. And I wanted him to just feel it. I didn't want to say it. I just wanted him to feel it. And I woke up, obviously I ran to check on my kids to make sure they were okay first. And then I came back and I was like, if I would do that in the last hour of his life, why aren't I doing this every single day? Like, why aren't the people around me, instead of using the words, but like making sure they feel how much I love them. Dream like that sequence is so powerful, right? Because it will forever change your perspective on how we love others and how we connect with others. And I think that's a beautiful statement to the idea of really, you know, more feeling and less thinking truly is needed in a lot of these times. And so with that dream sequence, you obviously have implemented this into your daily life and you're finding a new path ahead of you. What are other ways you're helping to navigate for future? Because 2024 is is soon upon us. Mm. 2024 feels like a new change. And I think we say that every single year, but like, <laughs> I know that I'm, I'm really coming on the end of my career as a, a massage therapist and starting to take like a turn. And that's been a huge, huge thing for me because I've identified myself as an RMT for so long. Like it's been a part of my identity. And same thing I was just saying to a friend that even baseball, like I had my last game of baseball at the end of October and I walked away from field going that could very well be the last time I play this sport Mm. which has been something that I've done since I was six years old my elbows and my hands from 16 years of work and all the competitive sports I've played are now starting to give way and these have been pieces of my identity and now I have to like grieve them and let them go but welcome in something new something different And I feel like that, I don't even know how it's going to happen because I'm like, I don't know where to go. But what I've started to recognize it, like I'm a manifesting generator for those that know human design and being numb and checked out and a people pleaser for so long, 
I'm like, I don't know what my bliss is. I don't know what my joy is because I can't feel those feelings. And so it was very stressful for me to be like, how am I supposed to follow my bliss and joy if I don't feel those feelings? So I don't know what to do. I guess the older that I get, I really start to recognize that we have way less control with the direction of our, our life, where it's going, than we think that we do. Like there's obviously a higher power that guides us. And the more that we live in that alignment and the more that we do follow things that light us up, the more that something unexpected comes your way. And I think that's really cool is that I don't have to know how this is going to come in. I just have to go, okay, I'm ready for a change and the right opportunity will show up. Absolutely. That's staying open to the possibilities because we know the more open and the more space we create in our heart and our line in our life. Like I talk about this often, if you want a partner, you know, get a drawer, open up part of your closet, you know, make space in your calendar, be real about your standards, your boundaries. And again, make room for that. Create space in your life for the things that you truly are open to, no matter what that might look like, you know, <laughs> whether that's a, a new hobby, interests or a relationship. It's funny, though, because it's like, I know everybody said, like, you have to stop looking in order to find a partner. <laughs> because I was like, I felt like I had stopped looking, but I really wasn't because I was always like, oh, maybe it's over here, or maybe it's over here, or maybe it's over here. And the minute that I settled into like, maybe my season and maybe this is my season right now. And can I settle more into this season of being single and just allow like, I'm just going to stop. And I like deleted everything and I, and I just was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to enjoy the space where I get to know myself. And then lo and behold, I'm in a relationship. I don't like, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> and so how is this new relationship feeling in comparison to the old? It's, it's a very different than what I'm used to. And so that's been a very hard thing to try and navigate because there's a part of me that desires the old because I'm so used to chasing and earning love and like having people not recognize me or suppressing parts of myself. And this person came in and was like, I love all of you. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how to respond to that. And so it's taken me this time to be like, there are moments where I can feel myself shut down and disconnect because I'm so not used to this type of energy. And I've had to like, oh, wait a second, we're going to take the armor off and we're going to trust and we're going to open up. <laughs> and it's like this warrior can go back to the garden, go back to the garden. We don't need to shield up. It's been a very <laughs> interesting I spend a lot of time in introspection with it but then I have to remember that I'm being part of a relationship it's not about the individual anymore it's about me and the relationship like it gets to be both because I'm obviously scared of losing myself again but also at the same time I have somebody who honors who I am and loves who I am so I get to be self, but then I have to remember that I'm also learning how to be interdependent. So it's a new blueprint that I'm not fully aware of. That's the idea of navigating and releasing, you know, codependencies and allowing ourselves to release that hyper-independent aspects of us as well, which truly both fit in Survivor. Mm -hmm. you know, and so asking ourselves to step into more of a thrive perspective or a thrive, you know, line is key. Because again, that's really the idea of, of staying in flow with our true alignment, being really open and mindful of the new creation and new growth changes, but also being very aware of the healing that has to take place from, you know, those old wounds that are will fester as we both know if they're not properly healed and dealt with or even acknowledged sometimes. And that's what I've realized too, is that I'm so comfortable being on my own that that's like my go-to now. It's my easy part. And because I've, you know, been attracted to, 
non-committal, non-emotionally available energy before where I kind of laid down the standard that I'm no longer available for this type of energy. Now I actually have to realize and it's very tough because there's a part of my wounding that's very addicted to that type of energy so I can feel it and I'm like ooh, like you get all like what I think in creating a new blueprint is that what I thought was love was actually the addiction to those emotions it feels different and so there's a part of me that like has to question like is this right is it's everything that I need to support and to grow and to flourish so I'm like oh there's the dichotomy of it is like the part of me that's really likes those really exciting emotions, those emotions aren't necessarily good for us. Those are our woundings being triggered. And that's going to be the same type of relationship over and over again. And again, if I want something different, I actually have to choose something different. If I want a different outcome, I have to choose something. Well, that's the idea of that breaking the that cycle or acknowledging that cycle. You know, those mm-hmm. repeat patternings that happen. And, you know, I often use the idea of the carousel. You know, when the carousel stops, everyone's choice to get on or get off. And that's yep. much like us right now. When the carousel stops, we choose to, you know, get off at the point where we feel like we're ready and aligned. And that mm-hmm. goes back to the idea, I think, of really having a strong foundation, as you said at the very beginning, you know, really setting the standards so that you have a good foundational framework and that you have that good base to, to work with. Exactly. Knowing that as well, it it gives me a voice very quickly. And I get to say, hey, these are my standards. His job is to come in and he can go, hey, I can either meet you there or I can't meet you there. And if he can't meet me there, then I have to decide or whether that's for me or not for me. And that's where the idea of taking things in each present moment is key, right? Staying present with each decision and each step. Well, I know this has been really exciting to hear about this new integration. And I love that you are settling into a new season, as we put it. (laughs) And I think that's really inspiring for so many. And I look forward to us connecting more about these growth patterns for you. It's been an honor to sit with you, my friend. And I think there's been a ton for us to reflect on. And I definitely feel very empowered by your line. And so thank you again for sharing.